Hello and welcome to episode two of Everything Will Be Alright. Never has it been a more apt title than During the Apocalypse. <clears throat> Today we'll be talking about The Hero's Journey. I am here with my co-star Kaylee. Hi. And we are going to, and let's get into The Hero's Journey. So Joseph Campbell was a mythologist and modern scholar that revolutionized how society and pop culture views stories. Currently, the most exposure you guys have gotten to his work is through The Hero's Journey, an application to a book that we've all dreaded reading, The Odyssey. For our credibility, as most of you know, we are nerds in the truest sense of the word, and you may not know, we are both high story writers outside of school. We have multiple published works, and we are authors of high credibility. This yeah, is a fact. I, I don't... You know, part of that, part of that sentence was right. <laughs> I feel like all of it was right, depending who you ask. We're not that good at writing, okay? We're, you know... I respectfully disagree. I am phenomenal at writing. On par with uh, Tolkien, Are you ready to give least. me a problem? I was ready to go, like, oh, thanks. But no, you just wanted to go. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you're also so, you're not bad. Oh, thanks. So <laughs> just, just an intro to what we're talking about. The hero's journey is not a very simple, clear-cut thing that we were taught in... Um, freshman year it has many different iterations and many different interpretations by different scholars and mythologists um talking about campbell's work so for example different steps have been added or combined depending on what version you're looking at today we're going to be looking at joseph campbell's original version but clarified by christopher volger which is a 12-step journey it can be up to 18 steps or depending on again depending on the version so, again, before we get into this, we just want to clarify, Joseph Campbell has said on a few occasions that women do not have hero's journeys because they are the prize for the hero, so they're already perfect. But we're going to be talking about hero's journeys in more modern sense where we're talking about heroes and heroines or anyone of any gender. Um, so we're going to start with um, the ordinary world, which appears in the first act, Departure. There are three acts. There's Departure, Initiation, and Return. So, Patrick, take it away. The Ordinary World introduces our hero slash heroine in the circumstances they consider to be normal. Living at home with their family, perhaps, but in a, in a circumstance where things are at the very least comfortable. We provided the base characteristics that will we are provided the base characteristics that will develop over the course of the story. For example, in the original Star Wars, or A New Hope, as it goes by in the modern day, we are shown our protagonist, Luke Skywalker, and his daily life on Tatooine which emphasizes mundanity, a life devoid of fun and space and more encompassing droids and a copious amount of sand. Oh my god. All right, so the second step after we're observing the hero in their natural environment, we're going to look at Call to Adventure. In this step, the hero goes through some sort of change, maybe in their environment. Um, it can manifest in a lot of ways. Um, so we're going to bring up a very easy example to understand. Uh, hopefully you guys have seen Moana. It's the greatest movie of all time. I'm just kidding. Um, received a verbal, a literal call to adventure from the ocean where she's enticed by the heart of Tafiti when she's just a wee lass. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily appear as literally as in Moana. Um, but I just thought that was a good example for a base understanding. This plays into the refusal of the call. Usually at first, when the hero is presented with the call, they'll take a step back and consider the comfort of the, at first, mundane life. 
for us, we take our example from Batman Begins, wherein Bruce Wayne, a wealthy aristocrat, sees that the corruption in the Gotham City is not worth his time and rather would spend his days being a flirtatious billionaire. And then after the hero refuses the call, they're usually given a encounter with a mentor or some sort of supernatural aid that persuades them otherwise. So it usually happens shortly before or after they've accepted their quest. Um, the person can either, so it can either be supernatural aid or a mentor, but often the mentor has some sort of quality to them that makes them godlike or uh, mythological. Um, so again, we're going to go back to Star Wars. Luke meets Obi-Wan after he originally, he has interest in Leia's message, but he's not as into it as when Obi-Wan talks to him and Obi-Wan talks to him about how important that really is and that really persuades him to go on the quest with him. And usually after the mentor characters meet, the character crosses the threshold, which is where the hero actually embarks on their adventure, leaving behind their old life and embracing the new way things are. For us, we take our example from The Little Mermaid, where an Ariel gives her voice for the ability to walk on land and meet the man she fell in love with. We follow this into so, initiation, where tests, allies, and enemies become prevalent. Yes, yeah, so we're now done with the first act, and we're now on to the second act. So, test allies, and enemies is a very broad step, but the hero basically faces different challenges and encounters through their first um, part of their journey. So a good example is from The Hunger Games, where we see Katniss after she's been chosen as the tribute, uh, one of the tributes for her uh, district, and she goes through a lot of um, the big media events and training for The Hunger Games. And then after we see that step, we get a little bit more into the journey with approach to the innermost cave. Now, this is where the hero actually gets to the heart of the conflict. Um, we're going to bring up um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which is one of my favorite Harry Potter books. And yeah. um, excuse me, we're not going to talk about this right now. <laughs> um, so this is a, the, the approach to the innermost cave in that book is where Harry, Ron, and Gilderoy Lockhart start to approach the Chamber of Secrets um, where they're walking through the cave, but they haven't actually reached the main point of conflict. So that's to come later. And when you pass through the inmost cave, the ordeal is found. The big challenge, the final boss, the proverbial climax, a representation of the central crisis within the story and the hero's mind. In Lord of the Rings, we find this as Frodo climbs Mount Doom and he suffers his most fatal innermost desires to keep the ring the one ring yet he casts it away into the molten depths of mount doom with a little help from golem yeah this, so this pulls us now last act the return yes so return is um one of the 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 act that has a lot of interchangeable steps we're just gonna keep with again the main structure that Joseph Campbell and Christopher Volger has provided, but again, these can be switched around a lot of the time. So we have the first step is reward slash seizing the sword. This is usually a gift to the hero after they've triumphed over death or the main climax. And we're going to bring up Aladdin. So Aladdin defeats Jafar through his wit by 
using, you know, his smarts. And now his reward is freeing the genie and he has a greater sense of person within himself. He's cast away his selfishness and misguided actions. After the hero seizes the reward, this pulls them into the road back where the hero must now accept what's happened to them and start to get back to where to their new life to kind of get back on their feet. We see this in the Hunger Games when Katniss and Peter refuse to kill each other in the games. They're sent back and do, to their district where they're from and they slowly transition into the, what their lives have become but also kind of getting back into that sense of what they once were. And this is a more uh, mental step. We have resurrection slash atonement. So this step shows the hero's redemption for all that they've done and all that they committed in their journey. Um, this step is, again, more subtle, harder to pinpoint in the story. But we're going to give an example of an uh, easy event to choose. So in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Um, Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, sorry, spoiler alert. Harry dies, and um, he is resurrected to his journey. So, you know, it's, it's again, that's, that's a very literal example. It's of, a little on the nose, but it works. But um, then the last step of the hero's journey is return with the elixir. So the hero has the reward. They've returned back to the ordinary world, and they take this knowledge or physical device to to make their world better. Um, so, like in Moana, uh, she Moana, the main character, uh, she takes what she's learned after healing Tafiti, and her island's healed. But now she uses her new knowledge to bring her tribe and her people out to the ocean to um, go soar the seas. All right, so I think that just about wraps up our episode. I've been Patrick with my co-host Kaylee. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening, and we hope you're all having fun in quarantine. We know we aren't.